Welcome to the Primal Path Podcast. We chat with our tribe to build a stronger connection through our native ways of communication. Learn about our coaches, clients, gym programming, and hear from our local businesses and find out about the latest happenings. Hey tribe, welcome back to a conversation with our clients. Guess who we got here today? Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Mary LA. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mary L. Higgy, how are we doing? Good. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. So uh, we're going to do some rapid fire questions on you. Okay. And you got to answer them quickly, accurately. And you win a prize. <laughs> and you win the possibility of going home before 8 o'clock tonight <laughs> so you can cook dinner for the family. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Oh, blue. What town did you grow up in? East Granby. You sure? Yeah. What town were you born? Hartford. Where have you spent most of your life? Uh, well, East Granby and East Adam. Which one the most? Uh, East Adam. Now. Where's your favorite vacation spot? Block Island. Oh, we knew that one, huh? That was a pretty good, easy <laughs> one. How many kids do you have? Three. Shannon. How many husbands do you have? One. How many wives do you have? None. How many dogs do you have? Three now. What type of dogs do you have? Pity mixes. What are their names? Uh, Lily, Lila, and Sutton. All right, there we go. <laughs> Get all that stuff no out. No more there. rapid fire. No more rapid fire. You're pretty good, though. You know, we should probably start doing that. We should actually generate some really good questions about that and do a little rapid fire with our clients. I think that'd be good. So, uh, in general, let's get, I mean, most people know who you are, which is good. But let's get to know a little bit more about you. So, let's talk about uh, what did you do growing up? Uh, like... Hobbies, sports. Uh, I grew up playing soccer. I started off with the only girl on the boys' team in our town because there were no girls playing. Well, it's totally acceptable nowadays. Yeah. It goes the other way now. Uh, I did track in high school for a short time, played soccer. Only two freshmen made the varsity team in high school, me and another girl. Oh! Uh, Congrats. Good job at hard work. Thanks. Did cycling because then I ended up quitting track because it was too stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get sick before the runs. I'm like, okay, this isn't worth it anymore. What'd you run? Uh, 400 4 by 4 Ooh, I did the 400. Yeah. I hated the 400. It's too stressful. It's like, it's not a sprint nope, and it's not a run. Like, nope. It's just like it's a both. really fast it's run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the 400 yeah. always kicked my butt because it's not like you could slow roll it either because it's only nope. one time. If you get stuck too far behind, you're stuck in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we did uh, quit track. Yeah. Um, played soccer my whole life. Played in college. I cycled. My family owned a nursery and a garden center. I worked there. Had a paper route for six years. Ooh. <laughs> well, what do you do for a living? I'm a special ed teacher. <laughs> <laughs> With too much stress right now. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. I'm a little burned out. So tell us how you found your way to, to obviously, former CrossFit Hired now Primal Path. How, 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 how did that go? So down? you and Brian were at um, the middle school for a health fair. It was, our last, it was the staff's last day of school. And so that was one of the things that they did. They did a health fair. And I think I was the only teacher who signed up. Um, cause I was, I w I've always worked out, um, 
but I, you know, was on my way to not having as much, um, what's the word, uh, discipline. So I needed someone else to kick my butt. So here I am. You know what I, you know what I always found funny was like, you'd go to those things and those, um, whatever they're like local business, like yeah. gatherings for all the expos. teachers, expos and stuff like that. We're in the cafeteria and what I, I think it was the year after, maybe it was the year that you signed up or maybe it was the year after that we were there. And what they did is you get stickers, the teachers. Yeah, we had to get as many stickers as possible to get through the day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so we would have these people, hey, can I have stickers? Like, what? No, like, I don't want to hear anything. They, they didn't want to hear anything. Or what they would do is they'd have like the false sense of like, oh, I'm listening. Oh, yeah, I totally check. And they like slide the paper so I could just give them their stickers. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not giving, I'm not giving you stickers. You're not getting stickers yet. If you listen to my spiel, then you might get some stickers, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it was worth it, though. And now you're here. I know. What is it, like four like years? second home. Three years? I think it's almost five. Yeah, it's got to be up there. That's right. It was probably the first year that you ended up jumping on board with us. Because we've moved one. Three times. Yeah. <laughs> You've been a part of every move, you know, which yeah. really haven't moved far. No. You know, <laughs> next door, then just no. a stone throws away. <laughs> So, what do you do in your free time nowadays? Uh, cycle. I work on the Closer to Free Ride. Um, yes, let's dive into that. So, every year you do this cycling event, and every year I tell you I'm going to do it, and I don't. <laughs> yep, and you told me already <laughs> you're hiking this year. <laughs> what day is it? September 11th. She I, might, I might be in good condition, though. Yeah. I might be in good condition just to just send do it. it. Just send We're it. We're only doing 65 miles this year. Oh, I'll do that. <laughs> I, I just got to get my bike tuned up. So talk about the Closer to, closer to Ride. So this will be year four. Um, my girlfriend and I, we ride every weekend. That's just what we do for fun and our therapy. And so we decided to sign up for Closer to Free the first year, 2017, I think. And what's it for? Uh, closer to Free is for the Smilo... Cancer Hospital for, at Yale. And why why is that an important thing to you? Um, well, I mean, my father died of leukemia. Mm -hmm. um, plenty of people I know have had cancer. Um, just it's it's a great it's probably the best event to do if you're going to do any cycling event because it's so well supported. Um, it's fun. It's a blast. You know. They are fun. Yeah. Like, I, I, I do. You, you get, you get beer catered. At the end. <laughs> you know, I never even enjoyed that. I never enjoyed the beer at the end. I'm well, like, oh, just, I, I can't wait to have the beer. After 100 miles, like, a beer is probably the last thing that I really want, but yeah. you just drink it anyways. It, it's like the Spartan races, too. I'm like, I can't wait to have that beer. And then you finish the race, and you're like, I don't even really want this <laughs> beer, but it's, like, free, so I feel like I need to drink That's it. That's right. I have like, two more tickets. Yeah, I know. Like, you don't got tickets, you know? <laughs> uh, you know that, that beer is definitely, you know, it sounds like it's good, but it usually isn't. But I always like uh, on those cycling events how much support you get in the sense of, like, all you have to do is just pedal. Yep. You know, like you, you have the, the rest stops are spread out a good distance. You get, an, you know, you have enough water and Gatorade to last you to the next stop. Yep. You grab snacks, food, shake anything out, fix the equipment that you need. Obviously go to the bathroom, jump back on that bike or even take a little like five minute break and then just continue on. Yeah. Well, even the people like along the route. 
like just families that are out in their front yard or whatever. It's amazing. The uh, you get those people cheering for you when yep. you drive by. Yeah, that always that always helped me yep. out too. We had people hunt us down. Like some people from work were like, "We've been following you for ten miles. <laughs> we finally got to pull over." <laughs> like, okay, great, thanks. <laughs> so, we should get some more people to do that. We should. When do you start training? Well, we probably should have already, but you, well, like April. And what do you usually do on the weekends? How many miles? When we've done, so we've done the hundred three times. Our longest ride we've ever done for the hundred was like sixty five miles, and that was probably five hours. We don't ride very fast. Right. Between ten and fourteen miles per hour. Yeah, that's about my pace too. Because it's there's. The hills. Nothing flat. <laughs> yeah. It's deadly trying to like navigate yeah. the cars as well on top yeah. of that whole thing. It's like <laughs> you're playing Frogger nonstop. That's why I don't like riding now. I don't like riding no. in the New England. It's not biker friendly. No. At all. You know, Arizona, I was treated with biking lanes. And then we also had Mount Lemon there, which is a mountain that even like Lance Armstrong used to train on because it's 28 miles of switchbacks up with an elevation gain of like 5,000 feet. So it was kind of like the hill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's relative. You just drive around East Adam, you probably get the same thing, you know. Um, but but uh, yeah, then I come back here and and it's just it's just deadly. You're getting like clipped you don't with get mirrors. Three feet. Nope. You're getting clipped with mirrors. You get one out of a hundred cars that'll actually like go on the other side of the road. Yeah. But other than that, you know, and I understand like in general, cyc cyclists, you get the ones that ride too wide and they take up the entire lane right. and they just be a jerk. And ruin it for the rest of us. Right. You know? Right. Have a little respect in what we're doing here. <laughs> you know, no. respect that road. So, what else do you do besides uh, cycle? Garden. Um, work around my house. Go to the beach. And you go every year, you head over to... To Black Island. Used to work there. Best job I will have ever had. <laughs> Where'd you work at in Block Island? Uh, it, it's not there anymore. It was a, like a gourmet deli restaurant. Lived upstairs, Ooh. roll out of bed, go to work, go to the beach, cycle, have fun. <laughs> a little fun here. A little, little fun. You're on Block Island. Yeah, a little too much fun. Uh, what's the big change that you've seen from growing up there to now? Uh, just, just the development. And the same thing, like the disrespect of people driving. It's, it's awful. Like I, I never, I didn't let the kids bring their bikes probably till they were 12 because people don't, they don't pay attention. It's like they leave their brains on the mainland and they come over <laughs> for the day. <laughs> My husband got clipped. We dropped the kids off at the movies one day and this huge SUV clipped them with their rear view mirror in the head. No way. They didn't stop. Skip right on going. Yeah, well, they're probably a little sauced up, a little tuned up. Yeah. Probably had it. Man, leaving leaving the, the island, it gets scary. You see those people that are just hammering drinks? Yeah. They're already, they're already, they're two sheets, when they get, yeah, they're already two yeah. sheets in the wind yeah. when they get on the ferry. And then they're just like literally buying up the entire place. And you're like, I don't know who's driving these people, but <laughs> I want to make sure that I get well, out of here yeah. in the opposite direction these people do because. Holy heck. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it can be crazy. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, why do you like Primal Path? What makes you keep on coming here? 
I, I mean, all my kids come, which I think is awesome to just work out with my kids. Um, comfortable. You know, it's like, to me, it's like family. You're like family. Um, yeah. And I've just learned so much. I've, you know, come from having, wearing a knee brace for every exercise except for riding to no knee brace, which is huge for me. That's right. You used to always break that thing out. Yeah. And then it was like occasionally breaking it out. And I haven't seen you break that thing out in it's probably at least almost two years. I would say years that I've seen you even like break that thing out. Yeah. A lot of work, a lot of hard work. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I came, I think originally in my head to lose weight. Ugh, that didn't happen. But, but I'm way stronger than I was when I started. <laughs> I can attest to Well, that. maybe it's that we swapped out some fat with some muscle. Yeah. So your weight didn't change, you know, uh, maybe, no. you know. Yeah. And then sometimes, you know, in general, people gain weight when they come and start working out. And I know that's a big fear, but that's always what we say is that scale is a machine that's going to tell you a number that you'll never like. Right. <laughs> you know, no matter what, no matter how many times uh, and everything that you do, as soon as you get to that, you're kind of like, well, what else can I do? Right. I can get more and we're never satisfied with enough. Right. Yeah, just sense of community. Heck yeah. Good. I consider you family as well. Your family is my family too, definitely. That's <laughs> so we try to, you know, definitely uh, appreciate you guys for sure. So you had a, a rough last year dealing with changes that, you know, with obviously COVID in your job, you went from being in school, dealing with, I mean, you just changed jobs at that point, didn't you? Um, so when COVID hit, I was still at the elementary school and then this school year I switched to the middle school, and but we've been full in. How's that been? How's the past year? Um, how's that switch been? What was it like adjusting, especially being a teacher, doing all the stuff at home? You probably need to jump on Zooms and all that other yeah. stuff and... Uh, well, so last spring when we switched, I was, you know, I have, I work with behavioral, behaviorally challenged kids. So, you know, if they don't want to get on, they're not going to get on and it's mom and dad's job, not necessarily my job because I'm not there. So some, there's one little boy I went to his house because he would never come on. Holy heck. And I would sit outside with our mask one day he wouldn't come out and I'm, and it's raining. I'm like, so how long will I stay here in the rain? <laughs> and then it stopped and he finally came out. I was like, oh, good. Uh, it's just like, it's crazy. It's, deal it's dealing with so much more than just sitting in the classroom with them. I got, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't even imagine. And I, then I, this year it's seventh graders who are hormonal and hairy and don't know Smelly. what they want. Yep. Don't want to do any work. And yeah. Yeah. Attitudes too. You probably, yep. oh, I'm sure you got attitudes younger too, but I'm sure you got a little more attitude with these guys. Huh? Yep. They're the same. They're just bigger and hairier. <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit stronger too. Yeah. Hey. But when I was sick, I came back and they get, brought me cupcakes. Oh, yeah. that's good. <laughs> yeah. One of them like always texts me, are you coming back? Are you coming back today? Are you really sick? <laughs> yeah, I'm really sick and I'm not coming back yet. <laughs> Just relax. You can make it through the day. No, I can't. Yes, you can. <laughs> and then you got to deal with your own kids on top of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the best moment was um, 
God, it was probably like seven, seven years ago. Brennan came to the, he was at the high school at the time, came over to the elementary school and came into my classroom because I was driving him home. And obviously we were dealing with something and he's just shaking his head. And I drove Seamus to soccer that night and Brennan came and he's like, I don't know how you do that. How do you deal with that and then come home to us? <laughs> I go, oh, Brennan. <laughs> You got it! <laughs> it's like the highlight, right? When someone realizes, like, you know... There's shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah, you know? Like, you know, I look at that, too. Like, my mom, she goes through a lot of, uh, you know, she has rheumatoid arthritis and type 1 diabetes, and um, her body rejects medication exactly like mine does, too. Like, obviously, I got that from her. Like, you get pain meds, they don't affect her at all. Um, and when she does get meds, they usually jack up her... Her arthritis meds go against her type 1 diabetes meds and vice versa. So she's always constantly in pain, but she never will ever say she's in pain, you know. And then, you know, she grew up with two boys and, you know, a husband. So we don't have that, you know, <laughs> that natural nurturing aspect, you know, per se. So we're just like, yeah, whatever. And then as you like grow up, we were just, you know, you look back at it and I'm like, holy heck, my mom would would deal with so much and at the same time just never say anything and then it was one of those things that you bring up be like hey mom you know you're doing all right yeah i'm doing all right and it's just amazing when you realize how much hard work you know moms i would say moms in general do that go unnoticed you know especially for for boys or guys you know we we don't we don't think about that stuff because we don't provide that we're like mom where's the food Mom, I need this. It takes you a while to appreciate it. It does, you know, it does. You know, it might have taken me 30-something years um, to do that. But now, you know, I, I feel like I, uh, I have a really good connection with my family and I see that you guys do too. And I think that's really important that, yeah. you know, you really make sure you, you nurture your kids, but still allow them to be independent and grow up and learn their lessons that they need to learn. Um, as well as not just leaving them out to dry and quote unquote, sink or swim, yeah. you know, you're there to always pick them up. So, um, it's cool to see that. It's cool to see that, you know, especially with nowadays with everything, I'm sure you see it the most with parents that my kids see it. They know they, they come home after being at a friend's house or they hear about what their friends, families don't eat dinner, don't have meals together. Don't. And I'm like, I mean, granted all the soccer, all the games, all the tournaments, when we are home or were home, we would always have at least dinner together. Maybe not lunch and breakfast, but you know, that's, you have to, and you have to talk to your kids. And you know, that's something that we, I mean, Joe and I grew up way different. So we knew that when we had kids, there were gonna be things that we were gonna change and make sure that we followed through on because, you know, things that we didn't have growing up. Yeah, it's, it's really incredible. I, you know, I always remember my parents would always make sure that we had dinner together as well growing up. And uh, I took a lot of that for granted, you know. But I think that's definitely something that's missing in our society nowadays. You know, it's it's kids being annoying, giving them something, giving them an electronic piece of equipment so they could just distract themselves. And you're losing that connection with your parents and the lessons you could learn. And at the same time, Parents are overworked, especially working at home where you never can check out because you can still get an email, you can still get Zoom, so you're never actually disconnecting from work, you know. So you have these parents that are too involved with work, and then you have kids that are too involved with... With nothing. With nothing. <laughs> and 
you know, the, the, they don't see, they lose that role model and that importance of family. Yeah. You know, and that's why, you know, in general, I try to see my parents once a week and go over to their place. And my parents have been saying this for a while, and I'm always like, I'm too busy working, I'm too busy working, but work could always be done. Right. You'd always get that done. You don't always have your parents there. You don't, you know, and, and, and you know that, like, you don't always have your parents there. You don't know when the last day is going to be. And you should set aside a couple hours uh, a week to talk to them, see them, or just conversate with them. You know, I love learning about my, my parents' history. Like, I never asked my mom growing up, like, what her child was like. Most kids don't, right? right. Like, I don't think. I mean, maybe they do, but not for my me. kids do now. Or they'll, like, we'll have conversations. They're like, remember when? And I was like... Wow, I don't remember that, but they remember like the things that we did or things that I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> it's it's amazing, and I love listening to them, like talk about stuff that they you know they liked to do when we were little or or when they were little that you know obviously made an impression on them. Yeah, and I I know I I know that too. Like I bring up things that the memories that I have are memories that are not the fancy gift that I got for my birthday or Christmas. Those are the ones that you never really remember. It's all the, it's all the little things. It's all the times that, like I said, I could, I, I still picture in my head of my mom helping me read at nighttime. Um, my dad giving me a motor, a five horsepower Briggs and Stratton, excuse me, five horsepower Briggs and Stratton motor to just tear apart when I was like five or six. Yeah. Um, you know, just helping that out around the house and learning some traits where, you know, my mom would teach me to cook or something like that and give me a cooking book and allowed me to cook. Uh, you know, my dad would drag me downstairs as he's building the dish in. Well, both my parents building the dish on their house. And like Saturdays, I didn't get to go out and play with the kids. I was cleaning the house and learning plumbing at 12 and, you know, like all this right. stuff. I'm like, I don't want to be a kid. And I look back at it now and I'm so grateful because shit, now in my house, I don't have to pay people to do this stuff. Right. And, and you never, you never realize how valuable that time is. And putting in that little extra effort and spending your time with your kids, spending the time with your parents, how much it, it plays off in life, you know? Yeah. I think that's a that's a really important thing, and I see it especially with your family, you know? And you got three three different kids, huh? Yeah. <laughs> They're all totally different. The Hess kids are my spirited children. <laughs> and then Brennan. <laughs> that's, how we, that's how we designated them when they were growing up. So Shannon and Seamus are your... They were the wild childs. The spiritual, you said? What are they? Spirited. Sp spirited. Yeah. My spirited kids. And then you have Brennan, who's Who is regimented. He? Yeah, he, but he was more easygoing as a kid. Like, he'd take a nap. Shannon would fight it the whole way. And Seamus would put himself to bed because he was the third kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seamus... <laughs> Seamus growing up was, hold on, Seamus, just a minute, Seamus, hold on, Seamus, hang on, Seamus, I'll be right there. He grew up in the car because we, I was, you know, taking the other two everywhere. Yeah, you're dropping off to games, kids' yeah. houses, soccer, yeah. and a little bit of everything. So what's one thing that you want to accomplish this year? What do you look forward to this year? Whether it's uh, a hobby, um, whether it's something you want to do in your work career or something you want to do. For your family, work on the house. What, what's what's one thing that you look forward to this year that you want to accomplish? There's a lot. Uh, I could say I want to lose weight, but that hasn't happened yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not going to happen this year. Um, I don't know. 
like because work is so stressful, I feel like, and this is really sad. I feel like September to June, I'm so, I try to focus on me, obviously, because I come here. Um, but like, it's like, I'm numb. Like I go from Monday to Friday, like I wish Monday to Friday, because there's so much to get done. And then it's the weekend. And sometimes I have to work on the weekends. Uh, what do I, I don't know. So let's change this. What do you, <laughs> let's change the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't help me. Well, thanks. Well, what are you doing for self care? Um, I I like adult coloring books. Adult adult coloring books. <laughs> I do. Like, it's are very we are, are we talking about the ones that got swear words in them? <laughs> no, not those. Like adult. Although those are very funny. Oh, okay. They're so all we're not talking about eighteen plus coloring no, no, books. No, we're no. talking about coloring books. I like just made color. Books. I would. So I would like to get more into making jewelry. That's what type a, of jewelry? Uh, I do a lot with stones and stuff. That's, That's something cool. I do. How, there you go. I That's totally just, forgot. Th see? <laughs> so I make jewelry. So you haven't done in a while then, huh? No. <laughs> I, I love photography. <laughs> well, good thing you, you got some that. incredible photographers as no. your, uh, your kids. Holy heck. Yeah, Brennan and Seamus have some serious photography <laughs> skills. Serious photography skills. So if you're looking for photographers... If you need someone to shoot your vehicle, <laughs> you can contact Seamus. If you need portraits, ask Brennan. Ask Brennan. <laughs> you know, we're going to get him in here to do some of our uh, our uh, photos for our website and our marketing. Uh, I talked to him about that because his work is just, he's so meticulous at yes. what he does. And he's a perfectionist when it comes to it, whether it's welding, whether it's whatever he does. He, he really focuses on that and um, he does a really good job. He really does. He's, a, he's very hard on himself. He is. They all are. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Which could be at a fault at some point, for sure. Right. But at the same time, it's like that imposter syndrome. Yeah. You know, where you're, you're, you constantly think that you're not good enough. So you keep on trying harder. But realistically, that's how you become the best at something. You know, but you also have to recognize that at some point that you're no longer that imposter and you're actually... You are good. You know your right. shit. You know, you got to get to that stage. But when that stage comes, you know, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Okay, so that that's what I'll focus on. And what do I do for self? I come here. I, I just, I think lately more I've just been trying to, like, not go, 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 go. Because that's what I've done for the last 25 years with my kids. You know, every weekend was a tournament. Every holiday was a tournament. And I was like, oh, this is what it's like to be home. <laughs> because we were never home. So just trying to enjoy that time with them. Like, we were all sick with COVID. And I was like, oh, this is actually kind of nice. We're all home. We don't have to do anything. We can't do anything. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I contacted you. especially yeah, yeah, so now that you bring that up, like, yeah, I contacted you. And you're like, I'm still working. You're like, you're like. Every day it's like uh, what'd you say? It's every day it's it's like Amazon. Like every day is a new package. Like every day is a new, uh, a new symptom. New symptom, yeah. Even though I didn't order it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, even though I didn't order it. Um, how'd that last? How long did that last for you guys? I had symptoms on a Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Almost ten days. Wow. 
and I actually, I didn't go to work that Monday because you had to be 24 hours symptom free and I had symptoms Sunday. I didn't, I mean, I didn't get really sick other than exhausted and like pressure on my chest and um, real stuffy. So people were like, oh, you, could, you lost your taste. Yeah, did you lose your taste? I lost all? my taste in my smell because I couldn't, there was nothing here yeah, working. Yeah, it's like having allergies. Yeah. It's like a nasal drip where you're yeah. just like, yeah. And you don't want to eat. Man. And you can't do anything. Like I went from the bed to my couch. That was it. And that was even after you got your... And I had gotten the first dose. So I probably had, well, no. Everyone said you probably had COVID in your system when you got the shot, but I don't know. Shannon brought it home Sunday, and then we all got it. <laughs> Thanks, Car Shannon. Caring is sh sharing is caring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she just wants some good family time. You know, she wants some good, good family like time. Like Seamus said, we went a whole complete year, and on the anniversary of the COVID is when we got it. <laughs> yeah, that's what Shannon's like, I got a surprise for everyone. Didn't get it from the gym, didn't get it from work, got it from Shannon. Got it from Shannon <laughs> from another state. Yep. <laughs> That's what Brennan got for his birthday. He got COVID. <laughs> the 24th. Yeah, I know. Like, here you go, Brennan. Hope you enjoy. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, you know, good for you for taking care of your health, you know, in general, too, like. That's that's a huge part of that, you know. Obesity is a big thing that that deals with COVID, and uh, I know you're like, hey, I wish I could lose some pounds. But I, the fact I probably am considered obese when I go to the doctor, though. Well, I, I mean, that whole BMI calendar yeah. like thing is all jacked up, anyways. But um, in general, yeah, I mean, like taking care of like your entire family, taking care of the health. Yeah, you might have feel a little bit nauseous, but you got some time to enjoy yeah. each other, and you didn't end you up in hospital. Watched every DIY show there was. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys rebuild an addition onto your house as well in 10 days? I'd like you to guys... finish the one we have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're back and I'm glad you uh, you guys made it through that for sure. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to kind of wrap this up. But I ask everyone this. What is something that you want to tell our audience? A tip, something you believe in, a value, something that could, you know, Pick around someone's mindset to think about something, whether that's a quote, whether it's a way to live your life. So you have really instilled this in me. And then I also have been reading David Goggins book, which is unbelievable. Which book? Can't hurt me. Yep. Oh my God. Um, I guess I just think everybody should don't give up, like just do it. It's only going to hurt for a little bit. You know, you're only going to be sore for a little bit. There's only five more minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like, compared to what the re real life world problems, like getting through the workout or get, you know, just, just don't give up. Do it. You know, he's, David Goggins is a person who's unlike many in this world, for sure. Um, yeah. You know, you could strive to be like David Goggins, but there's there's a certain part that there's yeah. nobody that can actually get to David Goggins' level. I mean, there are a couple people, don't get me wrong. Um, there are a couple people, but if you haven't heard David Goggins' story, um, it's definitely worth it. If you haven't read the book, Can't Hurt Me, you guys need to. But I actually listened to David Goggins today, and he had an Instagram post with an interview, and he, and he talked about respecting other people. 
and he goes, I don't, he's like, I don't respect a lot of people in this world. And he goes, I don't respect a lot of people because what they do is they run their mouth, but they don't do any actions about it. Right. And what he talks about is you don't, he goes, you don't know how I live my life. You're not living your, your life. Like I'm living my life. Right. So for you to come in and try and tell me how to live the, and I should change these things, but you don't act, go out there and actually create any actions. And he was talking about even stuff like if you're a person who has issues with the society today, but you're just going on there and bitching and right. talking shit on Facebook, <laughs> you're, but you're not actually like actioning it. Right. Like you're not doing anything about it besides just complaining. He was like, I don't respect you. He's like, you're not putting in any work, any hard work. Right. If I can see you putting in the hard work of doing something, that's how you get respect. And I firmly believe that too. You know, like I think that's a really good way to look at it. And, and some people are like, Oh, that's not right. You, you should respect everyone. Yeah. I, I get that. It's not about the respect, respect of the individual person, earned, but I respect. Think. Yes. Respect needs to be earned and you, you have to show action into what you're doing. You know, you have to show that. And it comes down to everything is instantaneous in this world nowadays. Right. And we don't want to work hard because we get anything that we want whenever we want. And that's it. I mean, you don't even have to have money to buy things nowadays. You just rack up the credit cards as high as you possibly can go. And that's the way it is. You know, every little aspect of life is instantaneous, except for hard work through fit, fit, fitness and nutrition is one of those. And he preaches that really hard. But if you change that mindset and focus and dedicate yourself to that hard work that you're saying and that nutrition aspect or that fitness aspect of go harder, go for five more minutes, don't give up that fitness will carry over into the other aspects of your life. Yeah. And at the same time, if you can get those other aspects of your life that you don't give up on, you won't give up on your fitness and you won't give up on your nutrition. Right. And uh, I really like that one. Just don't give up. Yeah. It sounds simple. But it's not. But it's, it's so <laughs> complex. Yeah. It's so complex. And the, and the biggest thing that it stops everyone from their dreams is that one thing. Paralysis of the analysis. Yeah. Overthinking and so much. And it's like the, the doorways. I'm not sure whether he brought this one up or read it in another book. That you try to minimize the amount of doors that you have every single day. And your doors are the, the choices you need to make. Yeah. And the less choices you need to make per day, the more you get accomplished, the better feeling you are, the more motivated you are uh, overall. And that's exactly what it is. If you start checking those things off, building that list and, and knocking those things out sooner or later, you already know your direction. You already know what needs to be accomplished rather than sitting there and be like, oh, I need to answer these emails. I need to call people back. I need to go work out. I need to build the house. I need to feed. I need to grocery shopping. And then all of a sudden you're just like, I'm going to sit here because I need my time before I can do anything. And then you might get one thing done. Right. When really you had three hours, you could have done five or six things. And it's trying to find that. I don't even want to call it motivation because motivation only happens, like David Goggins says, it only happens when you're feeling good. Right. Or something to, this, something to the core of that. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah. And focus on that. I like that. So say it again. Don't give up. Just do it. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Marielle, for joining us on this podcast. Thank you. Um, we'll definitely get your kids on here, too. Uh, have them tell some stories <laughs> so you can listen in on... The uh, other side. <laughs> yeah, the other side. See, so you're starting to tell them the truth. The other side of the Hickey family. <laughs> and play a little law and order <laughs> over here. But uh, thank you for tuning in, Tribe. As always, if you're interested in sitting down with me over a podcast just to talk about your life or anything that you want to talk about, please feel free to reach out to me. You know, you guys know how to get at me or info at findyourprimalpath.com. 
always, we, we love topics. If you guys have any ideas for topics that you want to hear us discuss, we'll gladly do that too. So please shoot us a DM or reach out to us so we could answer those questions or have a discussion and, and help educate you guys on not only movement and mindset, but also on nutrition. Thank you, Marielle. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening, and we'll talk to you soon, Tribe. Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs> <laughs>